1: And for Baldry's Beat, Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. Taking a look here at CNN and some of the live coverage yeah. here. Donald Trump still right now at Trump Tower in New York City, but apparently any minute here getting set to leave from Trump Tower to head over to the courthouse Manhattan to make courthouse. His history here. Yeah,
2: it's it's definitely history. CNN's got <clears throat> many cameras. In fact, there's more reporters and cameras than there are, seem to be protesters for or against Mr. Trump. So he's headed to Manhattan court. He's going to be processed, which means he's going to get fingerprinted. He won't be put in handcuffs, we're uh, we're led to believe. And it's open question whether he gets a mugshot because even as people point out, he's one of the most recognizable people in the world. What's the point of a mugshot? But there's also speculation grounded in uh, knowledge that there's going to be a gag order imposed on this by the judge. If that's the case, that's going to really hamper Trump's ability to talk about this if he decides to campaign.
1: Yeah, because there's been a lot of speculation. Could this actually, in a weird way, help Trump in Mm -hmm. his bid for the Republican nomination for president again if he portrays this as like a political frame up? This is a persecution. But if he's not allowed to talk about it, he's also been fundraising on it too, saying, send me money, even my defense. Would he be allowed to continue to do that? Depends on the gag order. Depends
2: on the gag order. Uh, Another critical factor here, again, CNN yesterday released a, some polling that shows that Trump is still the pick of the Republican yeah. Party membership yeah. you know and that you're right this could play uh, to his benefit within that party membership. It's not the. US electorate as a whole it, we're yeah. talking about a relatively smaller group of people the Republican activists yeah. who are not deserting Donald Trump right and, and I view this as a political frame up. this is you know it's all about uh, a Democratic uh, party a district attorney. This is the narrative that's going on in a number of the Republican circles that this is nothing to do with the law, it's everything to do with politics.
1: Well, do they have some a point on that point? Like, when you take a look at this uh, attorney general, this prosecutor, Alvin Bragg, who's an elected district attorney in New York, he's effectively an, a politician. And when he was running for the job, he would brag about how many times he had sued Donald Trump. He had sued do- the Trump organization a hundred times. Because this was good politics for him. Because mm-hmm. there was, Trump is unpopular among among. among well, the people.
2: law is the law, though. And a number of analysis, pick up the New York Times on Sunday. A number of pieces pointing out that brag, this isn't about brag, this is the law. Uh, and basically, law usually trumps, to use a phrase, politics. Uh, yeah. that and again, this isn't one count. This is what the part of the mystery of this is. It's not paying hush money to a porn star. It's 30 counts, 30 plus counts. So it's more than just one charge. And uh, people are speculating what this is all about, but presumably we're talking fraud, tax evasion, uh, and, and the hush money. This is not just a payment to Stormy Daniels.
1: Right, and the fact that they want to f- frame it as a felony case, would they're going to make an argument that this contravened U.S. electoral financing laws too. Yes.
2: Uh, presumably so, that's uh, another part of the fact here. Right. And keep in mind, this is only one of three threads here against yeah. Trump. The most serious one he's facing is in Georgia, where he's accused basically of trying to overturn the electoral process. That's a more serious situation than he's facing in Manhattan.
1: Okay, Trump has called for protests. Let's have a listen to the mayor of New York City here. This is Eric Adams here about the potential for Trump supporters to protest in New York today. Let's have a listen.
0: While there may be some rabble-rousers thinking about coming to our city tomorrow, a message is clear and simple. Control yourselves. New York City is our home, not a playground for your misplaced
2: anger.
1: Okay, there is a lot of speculation. Could there be like rioting? I don't no, see any no, evidence of that. No so evidence at all.
2: Well. In fact, yesterday in Florida, his motorcade to the airport, there was like 50 people out Okay, in in favor of him. So the, the crowds have not materialized here one way or another. In fact, on CNN this morning, no crowds at Manhattan Court. There's way more police and cameramen and reporters than there are protesters.
1: Okay, keep it locked here this morning for continuing coverage. On that developing story here today. Let's talk about the uh, the housing plan. We just started, finished talking about the plan that was outlined by David Eby yesterday. So there's a lot in here. Some of it re- stuff that's been re announced, yeah. right?
2: Almost all of it re announced. Yeah,
1: okay. <laughs> so you've got like a flipping tax. You've got the density stuff. You can build four units of housing on yeah. a single family lot. You've got, um, you know, a loan to put a secondary suite yeah. in your home, which is interesting. Not a lot of details in some of this stuff. Though.
2: Yeah, no, it's, you uh, know, and a lot of details are going to take some time. Too come out because we're not going to see legislation associated with this largely until the fall. And I'm told that's because there has to be extensive consultations with municipalities, yeah. particularly smaller municipalities who might not like this, these changes for density to that, put four homes on a single family lot. Yeah. I'm told that places like Vancouver, Surrey, Victoria have no problem with this, but it's the smaller uh, municipalities. North Saanich, I'm told, for example, doesn't like that. I mean, they've got big homes out there. Right, those are. North Sandwich is one of the most uh, expensive places in the country, in terms of real estate. People forget that those are those are the two three million dollar three million dollar homes out there, and they might not like the fact that someone can put four homes on a single lot. So there has to be some consultation on that. And in terms of the um, secondary suite, some municipalities oppose secondary suites. I think West Vancouver does, for example. Um, Unless unless there's been a change of heart there. Uh, Oak Bay has been opposed to that, although I think they've changed their tune on that. But now homeowners are going to be offered a a forgivable loan, up to 50% of the loan, up to $40,000, to renovate, install a secondary suite, and then rent it below market value.
1: Well, that's, that's the catch, okay? So you can get this loan, put a secondary suite in your house, and people may think, oh, this sounds pretty good. But then you have to rent the thing out. You have to rent the suite out below market rate to qualify for the loan still still a a good deal
2: still a money-making proposition i mean you know you you can rent a basement suite a one-bedroom basement suite in victoria can go for fourteen hundred dollars sure that's fourteen hundred dollars free money basically if you're if you're a landlord so you rented at 1200 you're still making a lot of money even though you're below market yeah and a lot of people and speaking from experience uh, we've got a, a secondary suite we rent to students from time to time. Yeah. Best thing about students, they leave. They leave, yeah. <laughs> You're not stuck <laughs> like, with a tenant for forever. Yeah. They leave after the school year, and then you get the suite for the summer and you rent it again in the fall. We've had about 20 students over the years, all of them great. Um, and it's a great model, and uh, it will be interesting how many people p- pick up on that.
1: Is this going to be a situation where EB and the provincial government will have to drop the hammer on municipalities here to force them that's, to do this
2: stuff? That's the million-dollar question, yeah. and that's why I think you're seeing this, this delay before we see legislation for the the um, consultation. Again, mostly small to mid-sized municipalities. Surrey and Vancouver are in a completely different orbit than North Saanich and, and you know, Salmon Arm. Yeah. And again, this is province wide legislation. It's not confined yeah. to urban areas. Right.
1: Okay. Speaking of housing, we've got the situation on Hastings Street now. Now, oh. it looks like there's like a showdown brewing here over the encampment on Hastings Street. It's been almost nine months since the fire chief ordered the, the tents to be taken down because they're a fire hazard. Still there. Mm-hmm. So now we've got this leaked plan for the city and fire and police to move in and start taking down tents and structures now i thought it was interesting that both vancouver mayor ken sim and premier david eby yesterday didn't deny that this appears to be the plan that they're going to go in and potentially dismantle the, the encampment here on hastings street let's have a listen to both of them here you're going to hear vancouver mayor ken sim and david eby here what we're seeing on the streets now is an increased level of violence the area has become a lot less safe uh, we're seeing uh, fires and tents we'll work closely with the city the city's responsibility uh is around the on the ground operational piece related to the encampments okay so it looks like this is going to happen now we did this as the first topic on the show this morning at both sides of it and the activists down there saying like where do you where, go where are you supposed to go there's yeah. they're saying they're not being offered housing alternatives
2: well, I mean, then you get the other side that says they are well, now, yeah. <laughs> but then they respond. Well, we're being offered rat-infested, beetle-infested housing. not yeah, yeah, SRO not, rooms. Or, yeah, not sanitary places to yeah. relocate. And I think there's some likely some validity in that. But yeah. it seems, you're right, there seems to be a showdown looming here. Uh, I just hope it doesn't get violent. But it does beg the question, where are people supposed to go if there are not uh, shelters in place for them?
1: Well, and if they're moved off of the sidewalk on... On Hastings Street do more people end up in city parks and other encampments that's not the only encampment down there no
2: yeah. no and, and, and the count last Sunday we got an update from Ravi Kailan the housing minister 117 people are remain in, in residence at uh, the, on Hastings on Hastings okay 117 I think something like 70 of those have agreed to move to shelter I'm not sure those shelters are available which leaves about 40 uh, refusing to go to shelter some
1: people don't want to move into a nope. shelter i mean some of them talked to global news last night yep. saying like okay even if i was offered a room in an sro i don't want to go there cuz i think they're dangerous i'd rather stay on the, in a tent in yep. the street
2: and there's a number of people who have that view they think it's safer to be yeah. in a tent in a park on a street than it is to go into an sro we've seen fires in sros oh, yeah we've seen uh, homicides and you see the ongoing But you're sanitary. seeing that but you're seeing that
1: in the encampment too yep you know, there's been people, mur- there have been bodies, bodies found in tents that have been there for days. People didn't even know there's a dead body in there.
2: Yeah, you know, the, the encampment is in pu- full public view. The SROs are sort of hidden because they're behind walls.
1: Let's listen to David Eby speaking on this point yesterday about Hastings Street. Have a listen. We have seen fires, we have seen assaults. A survey of women uh, in the downtown Eastside encampments showed that of 50 women, 50 women had been assaulted in the encampments, 100%. Uh this is not an acceptable situation. Yeah, that is a really interesting stat he just cited. There was a women's services organization went in there, they did a poll, a survey of women living in the Hastings Street encampment, and every single woman they talked to said they'd been sexually assaulted. Mm -hmm. Every single
2: one. It's an ongoing crime scene. You got sexual assaults, there have been murders there. There the uh goods that are for sale there are all basically stolen. It's stolen property. It's open fencing basically. Uh, so it's an ongoing crime scene, and it, it has to come to an head. It, it, it's no no real surprise where this
1: is headed. Okay, appears to be coming to a head uh, any day now, it, it seems. Okay, it's Baldry's Beat. We have lots of phone calls. Bruce in New West. Hi, Bruce. Go ahead. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, the issue isn't just housing people
0: who are living in these tent encampments. It's dealing with the public disorder, the addiction issues, and the mental health. To just simply put somebody into an apartment and have them live in a life of crime and addiction and have mental health issues, they're just terrible neighbors. And the same problem is just going to follow them wherever they go. We're still going to have the shoplifting. We're still going to have the cars broken into. We're still going to have the assaults. Those things won't stop just by putting them into a building. I lived in a building. Nope. The owner wanted to have a social experiment where he'd take two people. And for the cost of their welfare housing, give them an apartment. Next thing you know, there's people sleeping in the stairways and using them for bathrooms. The cars are getting broken into. There's girls arguing with their tricks in the middle of the night. The place just turned into a gong show just by moving in any apartments to an a for apartment the...
1: apartment for homeless people. Thank, thank you for the call. I think he raises some great, great points. Well, well mental
2: health plays a big role in this, oh, yeah. uh, which wasn't. A, the problem in the 90s mm. 90s we had addiction uh, issues sure we have because the population is growing there's more addi- uh, addiction addiction issues have risen in number but you throw mental health into this yeah. and living on the streets with combining mental health problems with addiction
1: problems it's not an easy fix at yeah all. it's not just a housing problem no, it's no, not just a housing crisis let's let's go to chris and langley hey chris go ahead
0: Hey, just on the Trump thing. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, but uh, apparently he had a ch- uh, an option to do this over Zoom, and uh, he decided he was going to do this uh, whole spectacle and and the parade and whatnot for his followers. And I was also mentioning to your producer there, uh, you know, just like Mike Lindell, these you know, Trump and Lindell, these millionaires, multimillionaires, billionaires, as Trump I think tries to claim. And then yet yeah, here they are, uh, you know, stumping and trying to get uh, people to uh, you know donate. His uh, lowly followers that probably don't have much money have to Thank you, Chris. To help his, his problem. Yeah.
1: I did think it was interesting that Trump's lawyers opposed cameras in the courtroom, and the judge has ruled there will be no cameras mm-hmm. in the courtroom for this, right? Mm-hmm. And Trump's lawyers, that's the way Trump's lawyers wanted it. They did not want cameras in the courtroom. Now, if he was trying to use this to his advantage to gain sympathy for his followers why would he not want the cameras in well there? i guess the
2: image of him being on the defensive yeah. might not work to his advantage although i mean part of his whole shtick right now is uh, he's the little guy up against the biggest democrat establishment
1: all right and maybe the cameras would work for him but yeah. it'd
2: be interesting back to the gag if the judge imposes a gag order
1: yeah well, it'd be interesting to see how trump deals with that let's go to rob and chilliwack hi rob go ahead hi good morning guys Hey, you know, the thing is with this housing plan, as far as I'm concerned, it, it, is it a plan? What did they do? Did they just sit around? I said to your producer, Corey, I said, you know, the fact is, these guys just sit around the coffee table with the beer. Let's do this. So let's, let's make houses into 4 plexes, divide. I'm serious. This is a worse yeah. plan. We, where I am in, in the little town of Chilliwack, parking is already an issue. And where I live, they actually thought about putting cutouts for parking. They are so out of touch. And I'll give credit where credit is due. Paul is right. They got to get building in this province and across the country. That's the real problem. But these guys are out of touch. Thank you.
2: Well, I think the building single-family homes is kind of um, a yesteryear model. You've seen Portland. um, Washington State has looked at having four houses on a lot. I think Portland and Oregon do allow it. We're seeing American states shift to this model away from single-family detached homes. Building fourplexes, triplexes, row housing, uh, lane housing, rather than just one lot, one house.
1: Keith, thanks for coming on.
2: Dr. tomorrow.